I know it's been a while, but the Bread Club has returned. We are back. It is Matt from the Shining Wizards. It is Kieran, fresh off of holiday in the States. It is, yeah. I almost wore my uh, In-N-Out burger shirt for this, but I, I opted against it. I, I, I learned to love In-N-Out very quickly. Now, uh, I've never had In-N-Out because I live on the East Coast, um, and the only time I was at the West Coast was for, for baseball games, so we didn't uh, have a chance to go to In-N-Out. But I, had a, I had a Dodger dog. I went to an LA Dodgers game. Dude, you had a great... If you're not following Kieran on Twitter, first of all, you met Jay White out there, and then you mm-hmm. met him at Royal Quest, and he <laughs> recognized you, and I've yes. never hated a person more, <laughs> uh, considering I froze like a deer in headlights when I was pretty yeah. ripped and saw him at the casino when AEW was in Jersey, so I was very jealous. But if you're not following Kieran, uh, he documented this holiday great, and uh, and it was great to be along for the ride. And congratulations are in order, sir. Yeah, uh, engaged as the ring that the, the guy gets when they get engaged. Um, yeah, no, proposed to my uh, now fiance in Yosemite. Very happy. Uh, lovely holiday. Um, yeah, most importantly, met Jay White in Las Vegas, perhaps. Um, yeah, when I went up to get my by 10 signed, and he was like, you know, what's your name? And everything, I was like, Kieran. And he was like, oh, so you're Kieran. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he's given me a shout out in an interview before with Sean Rossap. He retweets my stuff on Twitter. Um, he was super kind and everything. And then, yeah, met him again a couple of weeks later in Royal Quest. And he was like, it's like New Japan. It's like weird New Japan following you guys around to me and my now fiance. Um, he's the best. I love Jay White. So uh, he is fantastic. And we're going to talk about Jay White. And and I think, and I don't I don't want to spoil anything, but I think the impending doom that awaits him at WrestleCamp. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I also proposed to my now wife uh, on vacation, mm-hmm. and she always asks me, what would you have done if I said <laughs> no? we still had more vacation left. Yeah, same. You know when you're going to propose, at least I did, and I'm sure you did too, that she was not going to say no. Yes. But there's that sliver. What would you have done with the rest of your holiday if she was like, No. It would have been really awkward, right? Like just walking around with this ring in my luggage all the time because we're going from place to place as well. Like you know, uh, well, this is a shit constant reminder, isn't it? Uh, we had so we had so much planned. Yeah, no, it would have been awful. But uh, I suppose there's probably a, that's, there's got to be a film out about that, right? Like a silly rom com type film. But uh, yeah, thank God she said yes. Otherwise, yeah, Disneyland would have not been so uh, so magical. Right, exactly. And ironically, I, Disney World was where I did it. Right, Disney World, whatever's in Florida. Yeah. I don't know. I, I get confused as well. Ooh, Disney. I fucking hate fucking roller coasters and shit. So it's oh, like, oh man, I'm all, I'm all over them. We went I, I like as much as I could possibly get on. I'll tell you what. If you ever need a guy to hold your stuff while you're on the ride, <laughs> dude, I love watching people. Love people watching. And Disney, any theme park is the best place to watch people. I found I found a nice spot by the exit. I hold everybody's stuff. I don't care. I watch everybody. You 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 serve your purpose then. That's good. I know I know my role. But when we went, <laughs> when we went on vacation with the one I was going to propose, it wasn't like I put enough pressure on myself. I was like, I'll go on one ride. So we go to Disney and we go to like fucking Harry Potter World. And like the first ride, it's like make sure everything's out of your pockets. Make mm-hmm. sure the one with the lockers. What, and all that, what yeah. are we doing here? <laughs> it's nine o'clock in the morning. I am super stressed, and now this is the first ride I'm going to go on. I was, like, fucking freaking out already. 
Was it like the one where like you have to, it's constantly like a bench and it's constantly moving and it's just bench after bench and you sit on it and then it's like you're taken through like the story, did the mentors yep. come down? Did the mentors are fucking scary as fuck on that ride, man. It's creepy yep. as hell. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. In the dark, fucking <laughs> just dangling. Nope. And then we went back like right before the pandemic and uh, there was like a Harry Potter ride and I was like, yeah, I'll go. It was like you're in like a motorcycle and then a sidecar. Right. Okay. And I went yeah, to get yeah. the sidecar and they couldn't, the, they couldn't buckle me. They're like, you got to ride on a motorcycle. I'm like, nope, I ain't riding this. <laughs> Bro, I waited in line with my wife. She was like, really? I'm like, I'm not sitting on the motorcycle. <laughs> oh, oh that shit. I love it. Well, I, I love it. It's great to have you back. It's been a while since episode seven when we had Kevin Kelly on fresh off the G1. Mm-hmm. Um, and you picked a great time to take holiday. Uh, and we had a nice break because there really wasn't, it's kind of like a lull for New Japan, right? Yeah, it really was. Like, you had the one tour, um, but there was nothing. It, it had some great matches to finish the tour with. You had Osprey versus, uh, Osprey versus Finley, Carl Anson versus Tanahashi, uh, the six-man tags and the junior tag. But yeah, the whole tour was just building up to that. There was nothing of note happening on the tour otherwise. It was just your standard tag matches that, you know, you can live with them, you can live without them. Uh, but yeah, no, very, very... Like, you know, it wasn't planned at all, but it couldn't have worked out better that I did take the time when I did because I got back just in time for all these big shows, these big announcements, these big moments. Yeah, and it, um, I think it coincides with, we we have some big announcements right here at the Bread Club. Um, we, we have a new, we have a logo. We've been sitting on this for a while. We have. Um, <laughs> let me. Uh, let's see here. How do I do this without destroying everything? Let me just pull up. Let's do. You think I know what I'm doing? Boom! Boom! Bread club, baby. Now, uh, I completely forgot to write down the young lady's name who designed these. Tapla. 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 She's fantastic. She's also a wrestler. She wrestles. Uh, I don't want to get wrong. Let me quickly bring up her socials. Um, but she is a fantastic artist. She does so many commissions for so many wrestlers. Uh, her Twitter is D underscore Tapla, T-A-P-L-A. Uh, she'll take any commissions you're up for. Uh, she's done so much work for me, for friends and stuff over the years. Uh, she's absolutely great to work with. And she is a wrestler as well. Like, you know, it's a double whammy there. Uh, so definitely check her out. Give her a follow. Because she has done our amazing Bread Club logo. At long last, we have a logo. Yeah, we do, buddy. Let me, uh, I wish I had just the logo. I think you get the idea, though, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll post it on socials. It will be on, hopefully, it'll be on our thumbnail now when you look at it. That's me and Big. Yeah, I thought, if I, if I thought if I took it, me out, you could see the logo. It appeared in the corner for a second. This is really difficult to do because everything's back to front. Nope. <laughs> Yes. That way. <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, Point the opposite direction. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, it's a cool logo. Thank you, Tapla. Uh, it'll be on our thumbnails now on the Fight for Overbooked, hopefully. Uh, so you will be able to find Bread Club easier because you will see me and Matt tussling over a, a, a tasty looking piece of baguette. Yes, it'll be much easier <laughs> and uh, it'll be more fun to watch. Uh, I, don't, I feel more comfortable doing this because this is the way I do the Shining Wizards. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I am the cameras up in my grill. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to find something nice, big wrestling to put up in this spot behind me on the wall. This is so difficult. Over there. Yeah, see, I, I envy your empty space. on the wall. <laughs> it's, just, it, it's just that one bit, like, in the living room, it's covered in stuff like wrestling, comics, movie, 
music. Uh, there's not lots of space in there. That one spot. I wish I had a spot that big. I got these. I got. <laughs> I got a beautiful Bret Hart poster that's still rolled up. That I need to. I need to. I get feel that pain. I've got a lot of rolled up stuff under the bed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Oh, and I changed. I don't know if you noticed. We have like a color scheme now too, right? Mm-hmm. Red and black. Red and yeah, black. You're even wearing a red sweatsh. Uh, come on. This is a big day today. <laughs> I, I wanted to go like red and yellow, but the um, it just didn't look. It didn't look good. No, this is great. We've we've got a theme going now. It only took us eight episodes. Where where we're right on target. I mean, look, we didn't. You know, this could have been. This could have been over after four episodes. You know, Kieran. I don't know what if Kieran sent a message to Jeremy. This foul mouthed American. You know, I gotta I gotta do this goofy podcast after work <laughs> show. Whatever this is, he keeps ignoring me, man. Like I'm trying to get out of here. Like, come on, Jeremy. Uh, no, this is great. It's amazing. I love talking <laughs> all things New Japan. I had. Such the greatest weekend last weekend at Royal Quest, uh, such good vibes, and then a fucking tremendous show uh, this morning, this evening, this afternoon, wherever you are in the world, because Declaration of Power was awesome. Yeah, man, it uh, it uh, and we'll get into it because there's a bunch we want to talk about beforehand, but it really feels like uh, New Japan is 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 on the tracks. Like this was a really mm-hmm. really fun show this morning. I was up at like seven thirty. I didn't, I turned all my socials off. I went downstairs, I made myself a bagel and I just watched the show and enjoyed myself. And then I saw your message uh, afterwards and I definitely shot you a message back to say how fucking awesome the show was. My viewing experience was not as good. Uh, I was not working from home today. I was in the office. I was devastated. Uh, I had it on on my phone secretly. Um, I stuck one AirPod in like halfway through the show and, uh, but I did kind of just sit there basically and say, fuck this. I'm watching Jonah versus Okada and I'm watching Jay White versus Tamatonga. Like, I'm just going to sit here and watch my phone. Um, so, like, I kind of took my lunch break then. Like, I very, very slowly ate my lunch. There was always food in front of me. So it was obvious I was having my lunch. Uh, but, yeah, I got to watch those two matches properly. Uh, and, you know, I got the gist for the majority of the show. And I've, I've caught up on everything that I perhaps didn't get to watch as properly as I would like to on my phone in an office. Look, it's only fit. Look, you got... You got the New Japan experience when you were on holiday. You got to go to the dojo. You got to meet Jay White. You, then you come back and you're like front row for Royal Quest nights one and two. It was only a matter of time before something went wrong for you. Please let me have the seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> I still we. I, it was I was so annoyed. I was actually we had bad weather here in in the states last Friday, and I was like, oh shit, I don't have to go out on the food truck until like eight o'clock at night. Maybe this Royal quest is available on flight at like two o'clock in the afternoon and I can watch it. But of course, no. So fuck me and fuck you fight. Yeah. It's, it is a weird one. Cause it was such a big show. Like there was important matches, the tag title match, you know, uh, Naito versus Zach. Um, but evidently, you know, they've had issues in the past new Japan with international broadcasts in the U S the first Royal Quest didn't exactly uh, go off very well live, so they've obviously made the decision to just do it on demand and play it safe rather than having, you know, people spend their hard-earned money and then not get some the product that they deserve. So it, it's a shame because think, watching something on demand rather than live, you never get that same excitement, especially because the, the results are out there. We're going to talk results and everything. So if you do want to watch Royal Quest spoiler-free, if you somehow avoided it, uh, this might not be the episode for you. Um but yeah, it, it's a shame it wasn't live, but it was live for me, baby. 
And that's all that mattered. You had six seats. Uh, and again, if you're not following the Kieran on the Twitter machine at Kieran RH 93 on Twitter, uh, he was, uh, he was posting, uh, great pictures, great, great content. Uh, and he was there. The atmosphere, cause there was, you know, some, uh, some video that people put out there. Uh, it seemed like it was electric. They, they crush it over there in, in uh, in the UK. You could see from Clash at the Castle or whatever fucking that WWE pay per view was. They were lively there. I'm sure the place was buzzing for New Japan. It was awesome. It was so intimate. Like, I don't feel like there was a bad seat. You were on top of the action no matter where you were. Um, you could hear all the little nuance and idiosyncrasies. Like, you could hear Zack Sabre Jr. calling people dickhead and, you know, his <laughs> usual stuff. Like, he had the crowd absolutely in bits because people could hear him in the back row. Um, and yeah, there was just so much interaction as well. Like, and I feel like the roster really just put in that little extra pep because they knew it was a London crowd that the crowd was going to be excited. Like, you know, you had a, a blanket Suzuki Goon versus Lij match that you've seen a million times in Japan. That would happen a million times on the tour, but they really put in a little bit extra for the crowd. Um, and yeah, British crowds are notorious for being, you know, loud football chants, uh, soccer chants. If you want to be wrong. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was a fantastic weekend. You know, I was lucky enough to have front row seats for both nights. Um, it was just good vibes all around. Uh, like I had a few, a good few people stop me to say, you know, I follow you on Twitter. I appreciate what you do. Uh, that was super kind of, uh, you know, if you stopped me, we had a good chat. I, I hope, uh, you know, I ended up sat next to someone who actually follows me on Twitter, um, at WrestleMobs. Uh, so, you know, we've been talking since and that was a nice surprise. And the second night, Another guy at the Burb guy who follows me on Twitter as well um, happened to be sitting next to me. Uh, but I, I just love the atmosphere. It's good vibes. Get there early. Just, you know, see all the wrestling shirts. No one's being a dickhead. Everyone's just talking to random wrestling fans. It, it was a great time. Now, not only did you get uh, Royal Quest Nights 1 and 2, but unfortunately, Friday night uh, in the States, I guess it was late Saturday morning uh, in the UK, the news came out that the uh, legendary uh, Antonio, uh, Antonio Anoki had passed away. Um, and I know they did something, uh, night two before, before the show. Um, did it, was there a different vibe, uh, there after the news broke? It, so the news broke, like you said, Friday night, Saturday morning, like I woke up to the news on Saturday morning, all excited for my new Japan weekend. Um, and then, yeah, it was weird going there cause I had the meet and greet first. Um, and I know Okada's just like, absolutely like absolutely loves Antonio Noki of course wanted Anoki to be in the ring and I was like you know it's kind of awkward to be going to meet Okada a few hours after he's learned the news that one of his heroes has died um let alone the rest of the roster uh but they were you you would have never known they were all professionals they were all, like you know gave you a special moment with each of them uh and yeah before the first the night the, before the matches began on the first night they'd done a 10 bell salute they played you know Anoki Bombay's music um and the crowd was all on their feet, clapping along and everything. And the whole roster was out. Okada and Tanahashi stood in the middle of the ring. It, it was a really special moment, you know, unfortunately for bad reasons. But it's one that I'll certainly remember. And I'm sure the rest of the crowd will always remember that as well. Uh, and for those not familiar with Antonio Inoki, he is he's the reason we are doing like no Antonio Inoki means no New Japan Pro Wrestling and no bread club podcast or new japan world or everything else that you love about new japan pro wrestling um do you uh, now look he was i think i'm older than you right by a good good couple years he was even for me he was pretty much long gone out of the of the ring um but but what are your what are your memories of anoki 
I mean, I'm going to put in a cheap plug here. I did just record an episode of Noob Japan with uh, Joshua from um, Keeping It Strong Style podcast. Uh, they're great guys. Um, and we really went in depth with him on him because there's he, he's there's such a duality to him. Because yes, without Inoki, we don't have New Japan. But also with Inoki, we almost don't have New Japan because he almost fucking destroyed the company. Like, no exaggeration from an in-ring perspective, from the wrestler's perspective, from a financial perspective. Like, the company was almost bankrupt. But at the same time, he founded the company. And, you know, he's this, you know, the stories of him uh, it's negotiating with Saddam Hussein to release Japanese hostages incredible but at the same time he embezzled money from new japan he embezzled money when he was a politician like i don't think inoki's good i don't think he's bad you have to make your own decision no one can tell you otherwise but it cannot be disputed that he is one of the most perhaps the most fascinating man in all of wrestling history like you've got vince mcmahon up there in terms of things that like who's done what for wrestling as number one but you know, I I wouldn't argue with anyone else if they wanted to put Antonio Inoki in that number one spot. Number one and two is Vince McMahon. Everyone else is a long number three. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. He's, he's just as polarizing as Vince, if not more, if you're not familiar with him. And, and we had a conversation Monday on The Shining Wizards. And, to, you know, to the point, it's like, oh, he did great things. But he also, like, you know, decided he was going to take Nakamura and then have him do like shoot fights before he defended his championship and after a match with fujita literally getting into the ring and decking nakamura yeah. just fucking absolutely dropping him with a fist that is, is it's it's fascinating to say the least but you know he, he in ring as well like you know without an oki you arguably don't have mma to an extent yeah. you know he this fixation on new japan being the king of sports new japan being the you know pro wrestling being the strongest sport um just such a fucking wild character man like you could spend hours and hours and hours talking about him and you'd still barely be scratching the surface. Yeah, no, there's a, a and if you're not familiar with Anoki, a couple things he was, he, him and Ali had pretty much the first MMA style wrestling, like Muhammad Ali uh, had the first <laughs> MMA style fight. There's the great Antonio thing where uh, yes. he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want to sell for Anoki and Anoki. Like, Anoki makes him sell. Oh, does he ever? He let, he, let, he let it go for a couple minutes and he beats the Ooh. dog shit out of him. Woo. Um, we're going to talk about it with Jonah and Okada, the Vader stuff. Uh, you know, Vader coming in and, and destroying Anoki, uh, and the place coming unglued and the riots ensued. Oh, um, him and Hogan way before he was the Hulkster brother. Um, Hogan beat Anoki for the IWGP heavyweight championship in 81, 82. I don't know the year, but it, it was like the not the IWGP heavyweight title we know today. They had an IWGP heavyweight title. Hogan won it and Oki won it. They retired it. And then a new version of IWGP heavyweight title, which is the one we know today. Yes. So, and then uh, him and Flair at the collision in Korea. Yeah, like the, the largest attended shows ever because it was mandated because of North Korea and the dictatorship and all those type of things that we're certainly not going to get into on the Bread Club. No, 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 definitely not. It was... That was the thing. He like randomly was on like a fucking clash of the champions for WCW in the nineties yeah, against Regal. Regal. Yeah, he choked Regal out. Regal has uh, said on a podcast that he wasn't going to tap out, and he wanted Anoki to just put him out. So Anoki fucking did. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, June second, nineteen eighty three. Hogan beat Anoki via knockout to become the first mm-hmm. uh, IWGP uh, original heavyweight champion. 
Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, original. Because, yeah, a few later, they, they dropped that one and introduced the one we know today. Yeah, 80, 1987, it was deactivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, just a very fascinating character. Go down the Wikipedia rabbit hole, then uh, the YouTube rabbit hole, and, and you can get lost on it. I mean, Inoki. hey, look at our Bread Club logo. My red towel around my neck. That's an homage to both Inoki and to Shibata, because Shibata wore it recently at uh, Forbidden Door as well, you know? Um, yeah, like, he he's a... So in the ring as well, that's the thing. Like we speak about Inoki so much and you talk about all his stories and no one really talks so much about his stuff in the ring. Um, and it was such a different time. It's perhaps not very exciting to the modern wrestling fan, but, you know, he innovated the Inziguri, um, you know, a move that literally every wrestler on the planet has probably done at least once. Um, and yeah, he, he he hits the ropes very bizarrely. <laughs> like um, like one of his knees almost touches the ground when he's hitting the ropes. Um but yeah, absolutely iconic figure. Um, it's uh, you know, it was only a matter of time. Unfortunately, there was constant reports of his health. But yeah, uh, greatly missed. It's lovely to see all the things New Japan are, of course, doing to honor him. Yeah, and he's re- he's responsible for for training uh, Akira Maeda, Bad News Brown, the first Tiger Mask, Muda, Hase, Shono. Like mm. the list goes on and on. Ricky Chosen. Um, he was involved in like the original LA dojo as well. So he had a hand in training like Nakamura, Danielson, Rocky Romero, TJP. Like there's not many wrestlers that haven't had an influence from Inoki, whether it be directly or because someone was trained by Inoki and that person has then trained someone else and it just goes down and down. That, uh, that video you shared that is on his YouTube is super oh, hard. Yeah. It's super hard to watch. He looks mm. like, uh, he looks like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, no, he, it's amazing that even in, like, you know, as ill and as sick as he was, he still has that magnificent, iconic chin. Like, you know, it still sticks out. Uh, yeah, he was, and Antonio Inoki until the very end. I will, uh, and as uncomfortable and as hard as that was to watch, I'd still rather watch that than a House of Torture match. (laughs) What a segue. <laughs> fucking, um, I can't believe they're the fucking six man tag champions again. Yeah, so full disclosure, I have not watched that match. Um but I mean, like I say, I, I think they they I say it every time now. I think they've improved, but also I haven't seen that. And show with the wrench is not something that's improved. That that's just oh. bad all the time. It's killing me. I don't want to skip over it. I feel like we just did a, a quick how, Royal Quest, though. Highlights for you, man. What did you enjoy? FTR Aussie Open. Must have been, uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, okay, let me go through the card. Gabriel Kidd, Dan Maloney. Uh, so glad that Gabriel Kidd is back. Uh, he's an absolute sweetheart. I uh, saw him at the meet and greet. Didn't have a ticket to meet him. Just went up and said hello because we're friendly. Uh, big smile on his face out of his seat to congratulate me and my now fiance on our engagement. Um, first thing out of his mouth, congratulations. Uh, Delighted, he's now back. He's wrestling Tanahashi in the state soon. Huge match. Um, he and Dan, he and Dan Maloney, a fella from the UK, just fucking battered each other. Like it's the ideal opening match for me. You know, they just get in, no rest spots, smash each other. Fuck off, job done. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, then to talk about the highlights, um, we lost Spray versus Shota Umo was cool because A Red Juice was there. Uh, the ending was perhaps a bit abrupt. Um, but the, the standout from that one, of course, Aussie Open FTR. Uh. It's going to be interesting to see the reception to this because the people that have been there are just absolutely in love with it. Match of the year. FDR feel like it's their match of the year and they've obviously had those two classics with the Briscoes. Uh, lots of blood. Um, Cash Wheeler? Is it Cash Wheeler? Yep. 
Yeah, because I got it wrong on Twitter. I said Dax Wheeler. I got in a lot of trouble. Um, <laughs> Cash Wheeler, like they made their entrance and Cash Wheeler has decided to walk through the crowd. Uh, and he's decided he's going to stand on the seats next to me and Hazel, my fiance. Uh, only Daryl is in that seat. Hazel has taken her Daryl teddy to get fist bumped by Hiromu. <laughs> and Cash stood on Daryl a little bit. Um, so we got we had a squished kitty, which uh, Hazel oh. was very happy about. Uh, he's fine. He's fine. Um, he got some head scratches from Hiromu. Uh, so Daryl, Daryl's okay, but yeah, no, they just it, it's it was a long match. They went for the epic. They went thirty minutes plus, lots of blood, lots of near falls. Uh, from about fifteen twenty minutes in, the crowd stood up and didn't sit back down, uh, which is rare for UK shows because people will stand for the entrances and they'll sit down during the matches. Um, yeah, fifteen minutes on their feet. Um, was it the right decision? I don't know. Well, do you think FTR should have beaten Aussie Open, Matt? Was it now? I haven't seen it, of course, because it's not available yet. Um, was it for the IWGP titles? It was for the titles. The FTR's first defense. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's weird over here because, like, even like after the match, that made news. Like, with with, with Dax saying, like, "Hey, like, we want to fucking wrestle, Tony Khan. You know, stop allegedly doing massive, copious amounts of cocaine and." Dude, I went to Grand Slam. I saw him four times he came out. Four really? times he came out. <laughs> Why do I need to see Tony Khan four fucking times? Dude, it was the longest wrestling event I've ever been to. What time did it finish? We went in at seven. They taped like a couple dark elevation matches. We did they didn't finish the last match till 1245. Fuck that. Yeah. Dude, no. And it was Fuck. rough, dude. People were fucking like you. I was there for the first one. It was not as long. Like people were leaving, like after the battle royal. Like people was, got what? People got kids there. Kids have got school and shit. Like Jesus, dude, it, was, it was it was it was a marathon. Four times I had to see this fuck. I love AEW, but bro, he's got to fucking chill out. It's like goddamn Wild West over there. People beating the shit out of each other in the locker room. <laughs> fucking, we didn't even talk about the fucking nonsense with CM Punk. Like, it's crazy town. Just give me a, just, just stop. We're, we're, we're bread club, not coat club. Um, yeah, really? I, I'm, Holy guacamoles. I'm sorry you had to experience Tony Khan four times. I don't know. I'm assuming we're going to get FTR for the, the World Tag League. Well, this is what obviously I assumed as well, but it's made the rounds that they're booked on an independent show that's slap bang in the middle of World Tag League. So, you know, I suppose it's possible they could just not do that one show, miss a show or two. I don't know, but it seems to lend credence to the fact that they're not going to be at World Tag League, which is, yeah, mind boggling to me. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense either because it's not like they're defending the IWGP titles on TV here in the States. They're not even defending. I think they had a Friday night they defended the ROH tag titles, which I think is the first time they've defended them since they won them. I, I love FTR. I think they're a great tag team, but to have them carrying around all this gold and not wrestling these, mm-hmm. these matches, like not being in Japan, you're not doing anybody any favors. Yeah, no, I, that's what I mean. I feel like them dropping the titles at the first attempt at Aussie Open wouldn't have been the greatest thing because, yeah, it is sad that they've won all these titles and then they've suddenly disappeared because up to that point, it wasn't in question who the tag team of the year was. It was FTRs. It was a runaway. Um, and now people are having second thoughts. But yeah, I've, I've seen people say, like, if not Aussie Open, then who? You know, there, there isn't, you know, the only other contenders are Jeff Cobb and Great O'Khan and they are amazing, but I don't think putting the belts on them isn't going to garner the same reaction as it is putting it on Aussie Open. 
Right. Especially with what the groundwork Aussie Open slate and the exactly. New Japan strong and mm-hmm. and dude, they've been ever they were on impact a couple weeks yep. ago. Been they you, like they finally are getting the recognition they deserve. Hell, yes, yeah. They they've surely got to be part of World Tag League. Um and that perhaps we get a rematch at Wrestle Kingdom and that's when Aussie Open get the get the big win. Who who knows? I'll have to wait and see. They should be announcing that stuff soon too, right? The World Tag League and the, and the Junior, right? Yeah, I'd assume during the next tour, the Battle Autumn tour, um, once we get towards the end, because I would assume that the tour after that is World Tag League, um, because then we're yeah we're getting into close to Wrestle King territory, so it's got to be sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, that that match ruled. And uh, night one was great, you know, just lots of little interactions. Uh, like I say, Hiromu coming over, giving this the head rub to Daryl. Um. Sonata got beaten up by, by a chair by Desperado right in front of me. So I was like, Sonata, are you okay? And Sonata was like, no. Nope. <laughs> um, like, uh, oh, after the match, Will Ospreay came over and gave me a hug because he recognized me. And he was like, what's happening, bruv? And gave me like a bro hug pat on the back, uh, which I really hope makes TV. Um, and yeah, and then night two, just more good stuff. I, I was less excited for night two, I have to say, than the first night. Um, but it, it was fantastic. Uh, I love Badu Tito. Um, sincerely with my whole heart uh and i tried my best to get tito chance going uh you know i was shouting up big teats um and he i think he appreciated it i got a peck pop from him in return uh nice. he had a very short match with bad tito but then um tommy yota suji had a big match versus uh, Tomohiro Ishii. uh suji obviously on excursion with rev pro replaced uh jonah because jonah couldn't make it yes. uh they had the Balls to the wall, crowd absolutely fucking loved it. Like Ishii doing what he does best, and then um, Naito surprisingly perhaps beat Zack Saber Junior. Um, to then become the number one contender for Will Ospreay's IWGP US Championship. Uh, fantastic match. Like five minutes of it was them just needling each other, just winding each other up as they both do because they've both got amazing chemistry. Uh, and yeah, I don't think it's perhaps their best in their series, but it's a nice little addition to their on their never ending history because they've got such great history and there's. Perhaps not two wrestlers that have better chemistry together than Zack and Naito. Did you enjoy the uh, the Stardom Women? There was they weren't Stardom Women per se. Um, the first night was three British independent ladies and um, uh, Jazzy Gabba, alpha female, who has been in Stardom before. Um, Jazz, although... Jazzy is a dear good friend to the Wizard. Oh, really? Oh, um, yes. And then, uh, yeah, Alex Windsor, uh, who I've seen play, I've seen them all plenty of times, other than Jazzy. Uh, but Alex Windsor is interestingly, uh, she was, she lost the title of the weekend, a TJPW champion. Uh, so you had a TJPW champion competing on a New Japan card in relation to a stardom title. Uh, but yeah, then the second night, uh, Jazzy versus Ava, uh, Ava White. Um, Ava White's very new. Like, I'm surprised she was in this position. I think she done okay, but there was lots of mishaps. Although I will say at one point, Ava White picked Jazzy up to do I don't know what. She just fucking dropped her like head first, like mid lifting her up, like it was fucking Kobashi and Kawada in the mid nineties. And I fucking popped hard, man. I was like, she's dead. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> ja- Jazzy, Jazzy, unsurprisingly won the match. Um, but Ava, I don't, uh, Ava White trying to fucking um, just kill Jazzy with a Kawada style nineties drop uh, absolutely got me good. Yeah, uh, or. D- we are she's so she gets Jazzy gets uh the pirate now, right? Jazzy versus Kyrie um in the semifinals. And then in the first round still to happen. Um uh, Mayu Ritani versus Momo Watanabe and Himika versus fuck. Himika versus Utami? I wanna say. I'm not hundred percent if I'm right. 
We'll double check that. I don't have it in my notes here. Uh, Jazzy is a dear friend of the Wizards from a very long. T- she's been on the show many times. So, did, hey, you, know I, her, did you know her stepfather? I was is- just about to say that. <laughs> her stepfather's Masahiro Chono. What the fuck? Yeah, after we had her on the show like four fucking times, it came up like randomly. And I'm like, really? We've been talking to you for how long? And you just brought up uh, that your father, stepfather is fucking Masahiro Chono. Come on, Jazzy. Uh, before we move on for our questions, a quick one on the meet and greet. Um, I got to meet the president of New Japan. Uh, he was around the whole show. Uh, happily would talk to anyone and everyone. Um, I see people chewing his ear off for 10 minutes. Uh, I just grabbed a quick picture and I was in and out. Let let, let the man be uh, was my rationale. Um, I wish maybe I should try and got some scoops. Got him on Bread Club. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, El Desperado had an eight. Of course, he's got his eight by tens that you're allowed to get signed. And he wrote on one uh, free hugs from Doki. Uh, I don't know if anyone took up El Desperado's offer of free hugs from Doki. Um, I got Okada to sign my uh, one of my weekly pro wrestling magazines, uh, him versus Shibata. And uh, it's Okada doing a Rainmaker to Shibata from behind. So it's Okada's back. And Okada was like, oh, do you want me to sign my sexy back? <laughs> so they, look, I've never done a meet and greet. They, How's their English? Oh, lots of them is great. Okada you could have a full-on conversation with. Um I didn't meet Tanahashi this weekend, but I've met him plenty of times before. Same again. Uh, Naito was Naito's pretty good. Um, Naito was uh, amazed. I got him to sign my Wrestle Kingdom 14 ticket, and he was just like aghast that oh my, like I went to Wrestle Kingdom 14. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, he was really cool. Um, Jay White's English is pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah no, um, no shit. You still- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, for the most part, they, none of them. You, they, they all can certainly get by at the very least, right? Um, and they will understand. They they will understand you to to a good extent. Right. You know what I mean, you're you're never going to struggle with it. Um, I've met like you know I didn't meet everyone this weekend because I've met lots of them before. Right. Uh, but I've never like you know awkwardly stood there like you know he doesn't understand uh, yeah, me. No, I don't understand I've never, him. No, I've it's, never. It's yeah, great. I've never. Uh, I've never met. Uh, I've, I think. Uh, yeah, I didn't do the meet and greet when they came to uh, the the last couple shows they've done here on the East Coast. I didn't do the meet and greet just for time reasons. So yeah, no, I mean, obviously, I'm lucky with Rev Pro, who have had New Japan guys over for the past like seven, eight years. Um, so I've met like near enough everyone, uh, and I've never had a bad experience with a New Japan wrestler. Plenty of WWE wrestlers are not so nice, you know, the Hall of Famers especially, but uh, never a bad experience with a New Japan guy. Yeah, I, I got a um an indie show here in Jersey, um. I got a picture with a very young uh, Wantanabe. Oh, really? I, I think you said, yeah. <laughs> Back before you hated his guts in House of Torture. Yeah, and uh, I was kind of annoyed because he was, like, collecting. Like, everyone was just like, Sumi Sakai lives out here in Jersey. So when these people, uh, when 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 talent goes on excursion, they usually, I know Jay, Jay White stayed with her when he was out here for Ring of Honor and stuff. So I guess she just makes the circuit with these guys. I, maybe this is pre-pandemic. I don't know if it happens now. So they were... It was like a, I think it was a Wrestle Pro show. It's like a local here in Jersey, and they just had a battle royal. They just put him in there, but uh, he was like every talent was giving him like a T-shirt, just like take with him. And oh. I was so annoyed because we didn't have T-shirts with us. Oh, at the time. Yeah, that's a shame. But in but the I... beginning, in the birth of the Shining Wizards, I got the whole uh, Bullet Club T-shirts. Really? Wow. Yes, there's there's pictures uh, of like Bad Luck Folly wearing one. Hell yeah. Both the Jacksons have one. Woo. Like in the existence, like, and yeah. I was like we had like a Facebook account and I they were all our friends. And I was like, hey, can I just send you guys t-shirts? And then people be like, 
dude, this is a picture of Bad Luck Folly wearing your T-shirt, like some random, like... Meet and greet, some random yeah, show. It's cool. That, it's, yeah, that, it, was, it was cool. I actually wear it. Um, before we move on to probably Declaration of Independence, I'm guessing. Declaration, Declaration of Independence. Power. Declaration of Power. Wow. Uh, God, I'm not even American. That's bad. Um, <laughs> I will say you brought it up on on my holiday. I was lucky enough to visit the LA Dojo. Um, uh, I was uh, sworn to secrecy. No, I was asked not to post um, any pictures from inside the dojo. Uh, there's nothing I saw that you wouldn't see on one of the documentaries anyway. Right. Like, you get the gist. It's basically a warehouse with a fucking ring in it. Um, but it still sent, felt like fucking going into Mecca for me, you know? Yeah, no, uh, I get it. Unfortunately, Katsuyori Shibata was not there. I did not get to meet my favorite wrestler ever. Um, but no, I I uh, I took a bump in a New Japan ring. Look at you. There, What's, uh... there, is, there is video footage. So if you see me at a show and you want to see me take the worst bump back, uh, body, just a, a body slam, uh, I land completely on the bottom of my back of my ass. Uh, it is not a flat back bump. Uh, it hurt like a motherfucker. Um, I will gladly show you uh, because, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to share it out on social media. I was asked. I'm not going to, you know, Right, of course. I, it was a lucky experience. Um, but of course, I, I took the picture outside the dojo, the, the, the New Japan dojo with a big lion mark and stuff like that, which is on my socials. Um, it was a really cool experience, man. Like how many fans get to say they've been to the LA dojo, let alone taking a bump in a New Japan ring. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I agree. That's awesome. That's awesome that you got to do that. So, yeah. Again, a very, very, a very spoiled couple of weeks like go back from a holiday and royal quest was a real a, a week later i've had everything now though so now it's like very depressing because now i have nothing to look forward to in my life Did nothing wow that's you know, <laughs> we have this great show nothing to this fucking guy he's got the whole world in his hands he's like fucking bray wyatt he's 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 rubbing shoulders with the greatest wrestler in the world jay white he's getting recognized by billy goat he's fucking hanging out at the la dojo I'm over here. I'm going to go cut fucking wood when we're done here. Me, myself, <laughs> and I outside in the front yard. Uh, I'll be got a lot of balls complaining there, my British I've had, friend. I've had, a lot, I've had a great couple of weeks as a New Japan wrestling fan. I, I'm very blessed. It's not lost on me. Trust me. No, you, it's well-deserved. You, you, you put in a good, good amount of work there uh, with wrestling and uh, your own social media. So it's great that these guys recognize you and appreciate you for, uh, for, for what you do, your love and your passion. Um, before we jump into Declaration of Independence, as you said, um, <laughs> the Burning Spirit show took place in Kobe, and there was a couple yes. of things. Um, Haiku Leo turned on the Bullet Club and Jay White. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowd fucking loved that. Like, I was like, you know, Hikolo came out, and I was like, okay, he's more than likely going to, you know, reside with his brother Tamatonga. Uh, and I was like, you know, this isn't the great biggest deal in the world. Like, Hikolo is nothing to get excited about at the moment he's a great prospect but then it happened and the crowd just lost their shit and i was like okay this fucking rules like you know it shows the importance of the crowd right like how sorely they're missed but um yeah they absolutely ate that up and like it made me instantly more invested in this whole hikaleo story now with tamatonga and hontai and challenging for the never title yeah no it definitely uh it's a new wrinkle and i think it's something they had to do especially since tangaloa is is Got done for the foreseeable future. Uh, I yeah, think he at the on Thomas podcast uh, the other day. Yeah, I think they they've said he's out for at least the remainder of the year, which is a shame because it means no uh, no tag league. But maybe we see Tom Tonga and Hikaleo teaming up for tag league instead. I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't mind that. Uh, Osprey was successful against uh, David Finley. Uh, Naito uh, obviously will be taking on um, Osprey. 
Finley Osprey fucking ruled, man. They fucking crushed it, dude. Oh it my god! Like this, you know, Finley just coming out of this G one, absolute like he's most improved is probably his lock. Like you know, for this year, he that match was unbelievably good. Like fucking fair play to Finley. Yeah, definitely breakout. Um, I, I don't know how people are going to react to this statement, but I'm going to say it anymore uh, anyway. I'm not a big fan of Carl Anderson. Well, no, this this is. Hang on, hang on. Let me take over for a second because I know you're not a fan of the fact that Carl Anderson has the title. You're not a fan of the fact he beat Tamatonga and Tamatonga got zero defenses. But I also know that you are not a fan of Tanahashi. So you know you lost. You would lose either way with this match. I. Uh... I just don't understand, right? And and look, just because I'm not a fan of Tanahashi doesn't mean I don't respect the lineage and the legacy, right? The Carl, look, and I also respect the machine gun Carl Anderson. This just, I I don't understand the Tama 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 Tonga. I don't know why I can't fucking speak all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, I don't understand the Tama Tonga thing. Why he just didn't get any great defenses? I, I'm just, you know, maybe it was the whole like the good brothers in AEW with all the dick jokes. Like I'm just over it. I thought, I thought we'd get the good brothers in the tag league. And maybe that's still a thing. I just don't understand why Carl Anderson has the fucking never open weight championship. Yeah. I'd be totally cool with him dropping it. Hikaleo. I'd be surprised just because he seems to be in his infancy. If that's the plan, then I'm okay with it. But you know, Carl Anderson beating Tanahashi is kind of a big deal. Yeah, it is. Like, the Good Brothers crack me up, though, as well, for all the wrong reasons, because they seem like, especially Carl Anderson, they're probably the two biggest, most popular wrestlers that seem like they do not give a fuck about being wrestlers. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, it's comical for that for all the wrong per- reasons. Like, the amount of people that were killed to be in their position, and they're like, oh, no, let's go fucking drink. You know what I mean? But they, they, they have their place on a card, for sure. That place just isn't the Never Open Weight Championship. I agree with you. And before we jump into Declaration of Power, you mentioned it a couple times, Battle Autumn. So, so far, right, that's what it's called? Yep. Yeah, Battle Autumn Tour. Battle Autumn. Uh, November 5th, you're, we're going to see uh, Osprey Naito for the U.S. title and Carl and Guleo. Osprey Naito, man. Like, call that one. Who, fucking Because the winner of that's going into Wrestle Kingdom as the champion as well, you got to think. Yeah. And, and who knows who... Man, there's there's, there's more more questions than there are answers right yeah like does osprey get back-to-back wins against naito and if so what's naito doing at wrestle kingdom and then but if naito wins the title as well what's osprey doing at wrestle kingdom he's too big of a name to not have in a marquee singles match yeah no you're absolutely right i don't know i really don't know it's 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 gonna be it's an exciting time right now they're really they're really giving us something to sink our teeth um, something you should not sink your teeth into is Kushida. This poor, <laughs> poor kid's guy. Poor guy. Dude, he put a picture of his hands on on social media. Like he's still dealing with like first of all, I don't know how you get hand, foot, and mouth disease. I think Chris Charlton said on a commentary actually, I think it's something that is like you have from a kid and you just kind of can never necessarily get rid of it. Uh I could be entirely wrong. Um but yeah, no, he you know, comes back, all this great fucking commotion, you know, Kushida's back and he's going to have this big singles match today and then he's fucking poor bugger's got foot and mouth disease. Yeah, and we got fucking Master Wado. Yo, the 
I didn't watch this match properly, but from what I saw, it was good. Leave Master Water alone. You know I don't like Master Water. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to the match. We will. One more piece of note before we jump into uh, New Japan Power of Declaration. Uh, you mentioned it before. Tanahashi Gabe Kidd is, uh, is leading the New Japan Strong Showcase this weekend uh, out there. And I want to say Los Angeles. Yeah, I think it's the Vermont in Hollywood, which they've kind of made their like home, haven't they, yeah. for Strong? Uh, Tanahashi, Gabe Kidd, Minoru Suzuki, Fred Yehai, uh Tom Lawler, Homicide, Juice Robinson, Jake Something, uh, Masquerito Dorado, Blake uh, Christian against ELP and Chris Bay, uh, Christopher Daniels, Rocky Romero, Kenny King versus Che Cabrera, and Peter Avalon against uh, Keita Murray. Yeah, I mean, Gabe Kidd, uh, Tanahashi obviously stands out from there. You've got to think Tanahashi's getting the win, but obviously if they gave the win to Gabriel Kidd, that's a huge bump. Like, the guy's not on excursion anymore. Uh, yeah. I will say his new entrance music, fucking bangs. Uh, it comes in and he's like, uh, I can't remember it, man. It was like a rap thing. It was really cool. It was like, um, out of the dojo, like three years strong out of the dojo or something like that. Uh, it's really fucking cool. Um, and he's got a great look as well. Like, he's, I, I imagine he's going for the Tenzan vibe. You know, he's called the young bull. He's got like the two strips down his hair, like a bull. Um, of course, Tenzan used to have that as well. Uh, maybe Tenzan was one of his trainers in Japan. I don't know. Um, but anyway, he's got a unique look. Uh, as long as, as long as he's doing well mental health wise, he, he seems like he's good to come back. Then I'm fucking all aboard the Gabriel Kid hype train. Yeah. I like Gabe Kid a lot. So I hope he, uh, I hope things are good for him and I hope the, the rocket is strapped to him. Uh, yeah. He might be, uh, you know, he might be involved in that TV title tournament, and we're going to talk about that. Ooh. I'll tell you what song bangs, too. Dude, that Tom Waller theme song? <laughs> yes. Bro, it's on Spotify. I fucking, yeah. I'll, like, I'll put it on when I, like, got to get ready to do something, and I'm just, like, fucking bopping around the house. I saw Tom Tom and uh, Jarrell. I went to Prestige Wrestling in uh, Pomona in California whilst I was on holiday as well. Um, got to see Tom Lawler wrestle, which was very cool. Nice. Nice. I like it. So let's get into a little declaration of power this morning. Um, Kieran didn't get to watch it live. My life is so difficult. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> you have some serious white people problems over there. <laughs> First world problems. Uh, this, again, I said it, I think, at the start of the show, this show really felt like it put New Japan back on, on the track, um, especially heading to Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, and and I said, I think we're going to have a lot more questions than we do have answers. Um, the big, big opening match of uh, Al Desperado, Kanemura, and Doki against Finley, Robbie Eagles, and Ren Narita, the son of Strong Style. Uh, How makes, cool is that name? I love it. It's, a, it's That's oh. a lot. That's a big. Right. Wow. On the same day that they're doing a celebration, like an honor in, in memory of Antonio Inoki. Wow. Yes, that's that's quite the moniker to bestow upon somebody. I, yeah, I think I put up a question on Twitter and I was like, out of the four main New Japan Young Lions, the Japanese ones, who are you putting all your money on? Because you got Yu Umura, you got Ren Narita, you got Yotsuji, and you got Shota Umura. For me, like they're all stars, but for me, I'm not saying he's not good, but for me, Renry would be at the bottom of that pack. Mate, I, I, I might have changed my tune after today because he just fucking looks like a rock star. 
He definitely came correct. You mentioned the Anoki video. They opened the show with a, a great tribute to Anoki. Mm-hmm. Uh, super powerful. Uh, great video. The reactions Okada, Tanahashi pretty broke up. Uh, Shibata broke up about it. Shibata, yeah. um, and everybody showed respect. Uh, a lot of the faces were around the ring in the the uh, softball tee, uh, the red and uh, white uh, New Japan logo. Again, I don't know why the words are, can't. I can't. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> and like even like Jay White and ELP were in the back being respectful. Lij mm. was there. Like everybody was there. Like it was a serious moment and a great video package. So definitely check that out. Don't don't skip over it. Fools. No, no, absolutely not. Um, Chris Shaw does a great job in the translation as well for the speeches and everything. Um. Yeah, no, definitely don't stick over that. But yeah, then straight from that, you're into Ren Narita. He gets the big entrance. Uh, gets we get his new theme music. He's still just got the black trunks, black boots. Uh, very much Shibata esque. Uh, and he doesn't tag out, right? No, I don't think he hot, tags out. Hot off of his his win over Juice Robinson on. Uh, oh, dude, have you watched that? Dude, it's a it's a fucking oh. bloodfest. It's awesome. Wow, it's awesome. Yeah, Ren Narita is. Like fucking full on Muto Hiroshi Hase and that like wow it is insane. What's the uh I don't I didn't have it in my notes. What's the fucking what's the Juice Robinson uh, hella blue here? What's the story now? He said in an interview with I uh, think Sports Illustrated and he was like I'm not with New Japan anymore. I've like danced that dance. I've flown that flag. I'm a free agent. I'll go where I want to go. Uh, I don't know if it's I feel like Juice only talks in kayfabe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm so, okay with that. I feel it's just like he's Bullet Club now. He can, you know, just say, oh, I, I don't wrestle for New Japan. I, I don't know. He's on the next set of tapings, like for Strong, that we just went over. But at the same time, he was on Impact tapings that just happened. Yep. I would imagine he's still with the company. Just personally, my own thoughts. I would say he's still contracting with the company, but he is saying otherwise himself. But yeah, I, not. I, and the thing is, as well, after he did work us all brilliantly, like everyone's just going to cry wolf, you know, like do, we're not going to believe him anymore anyway. So, but who the fuck knows? Right. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to take a sidebar on, on Juice, but um, it's been a while since we've talked. So it has. No. Uh, who, who who knows what's going on with fucking Juice? But uh, Ren Narita was great. Uh, he's, I love the fact that he won with a belly belly suplex. Um, I love it when like normal moves are just done with an extra fucking little bit of zest and they're the finishers. Um, and he whipped that shit on Doki. Like he fucking smashed Doki into the mat. No, no hugs for Doki. <laughs> it oh. was a hug. It just ended badly. <laughs> and that's uh, maybe, maybe Despy needs to stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Telling people to hug him. <laughs> but if it's going to end like that, uh, he cuts a promo after the match. He wants to be the focal point of New Japan. Um, I'm not against it, man. I liked it. You mentioned those those four young lions. Like, it's not a bad it's not a bad crop to have coming up. That, that is new. Japan can be sorted with them guys for like next ten, fifteen years. Like, easy. Those four. Yeah, you think how long Okada, Tanahashi, Naito have been at the top? Like, these guys can easily be up there. It's insane the potential between those four guys. Um, and then like you know the second match. Was kind of a throwaway match, right? You've got uh, TMDK versus Suzuki Goon, Dangerous Techers, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr., Bad Dito and Shane Haste. Um, yeah, I, unsurprisingly, Dangerous Techers get the win. Yeah, I actually really, and I'm with you on Bad Dutito. Uh, I I'm think all in. He's a fucking star. I feel like as well, they, you know, he had a singles match with Okada at Royal Quest. Granted, it was very short, but New Japan don't hand those out like candy. Right. You know, they, they must see something in Bad Dude to be giving him a match like that. 
Yeah, he's got a great look. He's like he definitely looks like Bruiser Brody. Uh Steve Williams, man. Uh, Absolute ringer. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Proper ringer for Steve Williams. But he's got the same vibe about him as well. Uh but yeah, no, it, it was a good match. It was it was, you know, nothing that anyone's gonna remember, but it, it served its purpose. Do you uh do you think TMDK goes Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols, or they keep these guys as a tag team? Or they go they go two tag teams in the World Tag League? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, you know, realistically, World Tag League could be amazing this year. There are so many, like, usually, you know, it gets to World Tag League and we're like, okay, Makabe, you're going to be teaming up with this young lion. And, you know, <laughs> Tenzan, we need you to team up with this guy and stuff. But there's actually tag teams that make more sense. Like you say, there's two for TMDK. Uh, you've got Dangerous Techos. You've got Aussie Open could come over. You've got Team Filthy guys could come over. They were in G1. Like, there could be a lot of fresh blood. Uh, and it's all going to be fresh matches. Um, and they're all good people as well. It's not like they're just throwing in fresh blood for the sake of it. Like if they done Royce and uh, Tom Lawler like they did in G1, those two guys were great. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they do Royce and Jor- Jarrell. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's so much potential for Wild Tag League this year. Yeah. A little meat on the bones isn't bad because uh, mm-hmm. I think the, the I think Cobb and Khan. Uh, yeah. Did a great job, like because uh, I think the tag division at at a point got a little stale, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really they they kept it alive. Yeah, they really dragged it up. Them and and I, look, I love the dangerous techers too. I thought they did wonders for the tag division. They basically kept that thing alive for during the pandemic by themselves. Like yeah. they were entirely the same grace. And then I mean, it's not fair to Yoshihashi and Great Okan were a very surprising great tag team as well. Um, Yoshihashi yeah. and Hiroki Goto. Yeah, what did I say? Great Okan. Jesus. <laughs> Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. Sorry, Great Okan. Please don't come for me. Please come for me? Come for, come hang out with me, Great Okan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got, he's got, Seems he's like got, it'd be a great time. Kieran's got New Japan on fucking lockdown. Give me <laughs> Great Okan. He can come hang out with me. We can do fucking whatever Great Okan wants to do. I'm sure Great Okan would have some fucking fun ideas. We'll have a great time. I got a lot of nature around me. I had fucking two deer sleeping on my lawn last night. He could chase those <laughs> things around. I don't care. <laughs> Give me something, Kieran. Jesus Christ, man. You can have great Ocon. Uh, yes. Uh, but as well, you have to take the losers of the next match. No. Because, <laughs> uh, you know yeah, I'll, I gotta, I'll drop them off in East Orange. They can fend for themselves. <laughs> Taguchi, Hikaleo, and Tanahashi beat the never six man tag champs. Um, so maybe there's a, a title match happening here in the future, it seems. Uh, you know, could we <laughs> two belts Hikaleo coming in like a fucking storm? Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. The minute the wrench came out and and it was used i got up from my chair and went in the kitchen to get something <laughs> but to my surprise when i came back and saw that what? yeah i was like it's like kevin kelly your monitor went out i was like what the what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> like the wrench was out i'm like i'm done i'm done i can't believe i sat through this i thought hikolea looked great but i was like the wrench i'm like i'm done i'm going to the kitchen to get like a glass of water or something and i came back and it was over no, no, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting tag team. You got like Tanahashi, the ace. You got giant Hikaleo, who's fresh and new, and then you've got the, you know, the funny guy Taguchi. Um, you know, it the Never Six Man famously has some bizarre tag teams combinations. Like I think the first ever tag champs were like the Briscoes in Yano, if I remember correctly. Uh, um, you're right. Like you know, that's a fucking pretty bizarre team. But yeah, uh, it sets up the future. Um, you know, Hikaleo's got his title match versus Carl Anson, but it certainly seems like they'll be challenging for the never six man titles as well. 
You um, I know you said you watched it work. Did you have the volume on for this? For like, I stuck the volume on in like from the LIJ match onwards. Maybe I stuck okay. headphone in, and then I got oh. away with it. Because uh, because they were talking about the World Tag League, and the idea was thrown out there. Because Rocky Romero was also on commentary. He was. Come out, Todd Rocky back. Uh, Tanahashi and maybe Fred Rosser as a tag team. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd be again get. It's got. It's gonna be so cool when these strong guys just pop up randomly. Like, oh yeah, you get to do this tour, and you know, Fred Rosser, you get to do World Tag League. You know, um. It just adds a little bit of spice and excitement to these tours that would otherwise be the same guys, especially because of the how they've had to re- reuse the same guys because of the pandemic. It adds so much to just add a face or two new to these tours. And he's the uh, he's our open weight he's our open weight champion. Right? He's a strong open weight champion. He is, yeah. Yeah, he beat Tom Waller after mm-hmm. that feud. Yeah, yeah, they but they bad the fuck out of each other. Um, but yeah, no, Fred Ross is doing great things on strong. Um, and then yeah, speaking of what I we kind of had a. Interesting tag match, like Yoshihashi, Goto, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb. Um, this certainly seemed like it was done to, you know, cement Jeff Cobb and Great Okan as the next title contenders, you'd think, or the favorites going into World Tag League or whatever have you. Because, yeah, to get a clean win on a match that's, you know, you, you don't really get these type of tag matches often, you know, where four guys, yeah, there's usually a full guy in there, you know, there's usually a Gideon Gray, who I love, shout out Gideon Gray. <laughs> Uh, what, what do you think of Gideon Gray? What do you think of Gideon Gray? I like I like Gideon Gray. I think he's a little conniving son of a bitch, but he cracks me up and he's he, he plays the part very well. And that's exactly that's like what I keep on saying. He does his job fucking brilliantly. He's not in there to wrestle Gray. He's there as a character. He's there as a pantomime villain. He's like a children's character and like villain in a book. He I I love Gideon so much. Yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, and if you mentioned, you know, maybe World Tag League, maybe FTR, uh, Jeff Cobb after the match goes by the commentary desk and you kick as clear as day. Where in the world is FTR? He says they were in London. I can't tell you now. Um, but yeah, like it is a shame that they won the titles and they've gone incognito because, you know, just get them, let them defend it in, on yeah. a, let, why can't they defend it on AEW against just a faraway tag team? Like let them defend it against the Dark Order or something. You get, AEW love to have t- like title matches for Why promotions don't that yeah. they don't have. Like defend the titles. Bring fucking Royce Isaacs and Jarrell. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Got, get, get two Isaacs strong guys on there, man. There's so much potential that could be happening with FTR and these tag titles. It's uh, boggles the mind why they're doing literally nothing with them. Yeah, it's more frustrating because they haven't been used on TV up until this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then that was to what defend the Ring of Honor titles. You said, I yes. think. Yeah, they so, defended him against the Gates of Agony. Whoever they are. Um, uh, Khan and uh, somebody else. Yeah, that doesn't help me. Um, <laughs> I think he, I think, because um, I think he might be tied to the to, to, to Tamatanga. I think he's part of that family. Oh, really? Okay, well, I'm going to carry uh, on. Uh, Toa Leona? Oh, I've no idea. But the the next match back at uh, Declaration of Power of Independence. Um, fucking... I was wrong. I was wrong. He's related to nobody. He's <laughs> just a Samoan dude. Um, next match: Lij United Empire. Like, I like. I, who had a new Lij member happening? Like, Lij is the faction that adds the least new members ever. Like, this was so out of left field. I I did it was not on my bingo card, but 
they hammered home the fact that this is where Evil joined Lij, and this is where Shingo. Uh, so much history. So yeah, much it, history. it really like looking back. Like during it, I was like, "All right, like this is what they just do. They go through their history because you know that's what proper wrestling promotion should do. Give you the the history, the lineage." Um, and it's almost like Bullet Club Day when when yeah yeah Dontaku yeah like, yeah, yeah um, I, I didn't expect it, and it. I don't know how to feel about it. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what do you think? Um, Titan is amazing. We said had nothing but good things to say about him during Best of Super Juniors. Uh, is he? Does he feel like a right fit for Lij? Though you know, um, he's t- probably going to be teaming up with Bushi, I guess, for the Super Junior Tag League because Hiromu is caught up in the jun- in the tag title in in the Junior Heavyweight title scene again. Um, it, it's. Yeah, I I love the fact of seeing Titan more in New Japan. I don't know how I feel, yeah, about Titan in Los Ingobernables Ingobernab- Los specifically. It was uh, th- so so the so, setup was amazing. The the set, but it also came off like super weird. So <laughs> it's eight man tag matches: the United Empire against Lij. The referee takes a bump, and Titan comes in, but he's not wearing his Titan mask. He's just in a black mask and a black jumpsuit type of gimmick. And he clears house of the United Empire um, and helps LIJ win. And then afterwards, um, he's kind of like outside the ring. Nobody knows what's going on. Naito and, and Osprey are having a tug of war over the U.S. title. Chris Charlton's like, Naito told him not to come in the ring yet. Uh, but then they're like, well, is he there for LIJ? Is he there to help him? Is he against him? Then he gets on the apron and he kind of grabs a microphone and then says he wants to join LIJ. Like he kind of like anointed himself the fifth member, right? Because that's then what it seemed like. They're all like st- like Sonata and, and <laughs> it's so and funny. Naito, and Naito's like it's so funny the way they were looking at each other. Like, did do you know who this is? Did you do this? What? Yeah, like no? he, he does this whole like he the the mask reveal and then like it's fucking crickets, dude. That he got a bit of a reaction. I rewatched it when said, I got home. I think when he said who he was, he got a reaction, dude. When he takes off the mask, the crowd is like quiet. The thing is, he is only known. He's done a couple of best of super juniors, like he done it years ago, and he done it again, right. obviously this year. But he isn't a massive name, you know what I mean, by any means. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was funny because then he like is like, yeah, I'm joining Lij, and then they all like just stare at him blank faced, like it is very fucking comical. And then like you know, the whole time when they're doing the fist bump fit bit, and then they're waiting for Titan to join in. I was wondering if they were going to do what they do with Hiromu sometimes, where they'll fuck with him, where like they all do it, and then Hiromu goes through it, and then they all just fuck off before he can join in. <laughs> and I was like, are they going to just pie Titan? Are they just going to embarrass him? And then obviously they didn't. Um, but no, the backstage comments will be interesting for for that one, to be sure, once they're translated. Yes, absolutely. So Titan is uh, the fifth member um, of LIJ. Sixth. You got Shingo, too. He just wasn't in the match. Oh, that's right. Shit, I forgot Shingo's there. Wow, how rude of me. He was busy making El Fantasmo his baby. His daddy. Yeah. Uh, we get a brief intermission, then we come back, and the announcement of another title in New Japan Pro Wrestling, the World Television Championship, uh, and this belt will focus on the younger talent. There'll be a 15-minute time limit draw. 15-minute uh, time limit? That seems redundant when I say it out loud. 
Uh, it's going to focus on high speed younger wrestlers. They're going to do a lot of uh, the stuff on their social media, and then we will get the crowning of the first. Hello, Nelly, uh, TV champion at Wrestle Kingdom 17. You got to go. It was another totally out of left field, but this, I suppose, is kind of like their last biggest card of the year, aside from, you know, wherever they're finishing um, World Tag League. Uh, but because that was joint Best of Super Juniors, it was doing a bigger show. It probably won't be as big a show this year, um, which I think clearly I forgot and most people forgot that this was kind of their King of Pro Wrestling, their last big match to shove, last big card to shoehorn lots of things in before Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, and yeah, everyone... I would agree with everyone. New Japan does not need a new title. But the idea of this, like they've said as well, they want to defend this in towns that wouldn't necessarily see title defenses. So it does seem like it's just going to be thrown on random cards. Like, you know, it doesn't need necessarily a lot of build up. It'll just be like, okay, we're going to this town. They don't get much action. Let's give them a title defense. And, you know, it's going to be free on New Japan World. I think all the title defenses are going to be free on New Japan World, they said. Um, and yeah, on social media, like you said, uh, it's going to be interesting to see who's in the tournament. Because when they say younger guys, does that include young lions? You know, how young are we talking? You know, is it an open weight title? Um, it, you know, lots of people are being critical about it. I think we personally, I'm going to just give it a little bit of time first to see what it's all about. You know, it, it's so new. There's so many questions. Yeah, no, absolutely. The belt is interesting looking. <laughs> oh wow, it's. I don't know how I feel about it. Look, it's, it's there's a lot going on. There's a lot. Yeah, going on. I think it will be better once we actually see it on a wrestler. I think that's always a better tell because realistically, no one's walking around with it all strapped up like that. Um, so it's certainly fucking unique. I'll say that much. I wonder if they uh. So on uh, NJPW nineteen seventy two, they say that uh this this tournament matches will start October fourteenth. Yeah. They start on Friday, yeah. Uh, there is a press conference happening tomorrow, tomorrow my time. Uh, I think it's like 2 a.m. EST. Eastern. Oh, great. I'll make sure uh, to stay up for that. <laughs> but there's a re- it's, it's called a Wrestle Kingdom press conference. Obviously, they'll make the Jay White Okada match official um, and uh, any other matches, maybe the four-way. Uh, but they'll probably announce, you know, who's going to be coming on the next tours. Cards will be out for probably in the next tour tomorrow as well. So maybe That's today. Possible. Well, today by the time this drops, I'm sure. I hope so. Give, can I get something? You get a, you're you're going to get to watch this in real time. I got to the fucking. I mean, it's 7 a.m. At 7 a.m., I'm leaving the house to get on my train to work. So uh, I probably won't be watching it real time. How long's your train ride? Uh, it's a 20 minute train and then like a five minute tube. Um, so, what's a jupe? Tube. What's a tube? Are you saying tube uh, or jube? tube? Tube. T U B E. A subway. Subway. All right. The underground trains. Let me hit you with this, as I because I just was looking up some stuff here. Um, it is being reported that the Good Brothers may be on their way back to the WWE. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to miss them. You know, but I don't mind them. I like I say, I think they have a spot, uh, just not in never tag title no in the never division but um yeah i mean good luck to them you know triple h is in charge things have certainly fucking improved it doesn't you know i don't even watch it and that's easy to see uh Dude, if they go back to i'm gonna be so this is just gonna add fuel to my tamatanga fire yeah but i suppose who you know you, 
Tamatonga probably, I suppose he lost the title so that he could do so well in the G1 so he could challenge for Fair this, enough. you know. Hey. Perhaps a bit of more long time there than we thought as pissed as we were when um, he lost it at first. And now look at Hikuleo looks like he's going to reap the, the benefits of this. Oh, if yeah. If these reports are true. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, he's a young line anyway. They take care of their young lines, New Japan. Um, you know, you get, you get the, you get cherry picked. You get, you get the first picks. Um, but yeah, no, uh, if they go, they go. I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. The title has a TV on it with like a push play button. Yeah. It says New yeah. Japan World and stuff on it. It is. There's a lot. It's. There's a lot going on to it. The website's on there, NewJapanWorld.com. Mm-hmm. This is a fucking gaudy title. I want to know, because it was a good match, what <laughs> do you think, what did you think of Master Watto's performance in beating the junior heavyweight champion, Taji Shimori? I thought it was okay. Huh? I thought it was... <laughs> the problem is I didn't out. Fucking hell, it's like Kevin Kelly all over again. Oh, yes. he. You know what? I inherited his bad monitor, <laughs> the juju, on my microphone. Like, whenever you talk about okay. Marcelo. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't terrible. He's improving, man. You he is improving. I just you know what's crazy as well? He's super young. He's really young. How how young is he? Nelly. I, it's not he, okay, quick math. He was born 1997, so he's 25. And he's already done his excursion, and he's already back. Like most guys, would still be on excursion and stuff. Get out of here. If not, get just being young lions. Get, get Nelly! Come on, man. We're talking Master Watto. That's why she she's a big Master Watto fan. She doesn't understand why you're not. Is she? She's a closet one. She's scared to tell you. Um, but yeah, no, he's only twenty five. We're seeing him improve in front of our eyes, which usually you see through the young lions. For whatever reason, he, you know. I think it was good. I think it was a great match. Uh, a great match. Yeah, like, you know, he got the, the fucking... His avalanche German suplex is incredible, considering he is not a big guy, and that's something that you would see, like, Yoshiro Takayama made famous, um, who is, like, the giantest Japanese wrestler ever. Um, yeah, no, it was... It, okay, great, maybe too far. Um, but Thank I enjoyed you. it. I enjoyed it. Master Watto is proving that's, himself. I will give... I also enjoyed this. I feel like... Uh, the card really picked up after intermission. Uh, yes. Yeah. And look, I was surprised as shit. This poor Kushida kid. Holy shit. He's got fucking skin disease now. It looks like he's not even in fucking <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom. He came back for this sole purpose to challenge Ishimori for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. And now it looks like he's going to be on the outside looking in at Wrestle Kingdom 17. Yeah, like this certainly, again, more out of left field. Like, you know, Wrestle Kingdom's going less fucking pedals and metal guys uh yeah a four-way match is seemingly set for ishimori wato hiromu and desperado you have to assume that's happening in wrestle kingdom you know you've got the stardom event actually where they've you know they could be putting big matches on there oh, okay uh, you know world tag league final does tend to have a match or two as well because it is that is their true last big show you know uh chris jericho has showed up at the world tag league finals and things like that uh so big things tend to happen there um but yeah, it's the the match will be fun. It's for lunatics, basically. Um, but yeah, it's always weird when there's a four way match for a title in New Japan, just because they're so you know the titles are so prestigious and historical, and they're just usually defended in singles matches. Uh, they they they've done a couple times at Wrestle Kingdom, right? Didn't they do one with Marty and yeah, 
looking at 12, it, what was it? Marty, Osprey, Hiromu, and who was the fourth? Oh, Kushida. Kushida, I'm yes. guessing. Yeah. Yes. I was there. I should know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they, they have. And that makes it kind of weird why they would do another four-way match again. But I'm all for it. It'll, it'll be fun. I mean, if we're down to night one, we're doing one night. Why yeah, not? Yeah, you've got yeah. a lot, a lot more guys to try to get on the card, haven't you? Yeah, and it's not like it's gonna be. They're gonna tear the house down. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt. Yo. Who's your daddy? Is it Shingo? It is Shingo. Is it, it Shingo? Although, I mean, the fucking nerve of ELP. <laughs> what uh, do you mean? How? All right. Where do you stand on the King of Pro Wrestling trophy? Uh, Yano had stay it. on top of it like ELP. <laughs> <laughs> Yano had it for way too long. Now that he's dropped it, it's certainly getting more interesting. Uh, like you know, this was just a match. This was just a match. Yes. At the end of the day, it just had a bit, little bit of fun uh, stuff after. Um, I, I'm I'm all for it as long. Yeah, keep Yano away from it. Let's have some more serious stipulations. You know, uh, because yeah, literally you can have. Whatever you can think of, you can have a, have as a match. So let's let's start getting creative. Aside from fucking, you know, blindfold matches and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I liked it. I didn't. I wasn't entirely sure, um, what a Who's Your Daddy match was, but I'm glad it turned out to be just a regular match, as you said, with that stipulation at the end. Uh, and look, I could watch Shingo and ELP fucking. Five five days a week, like they're it's, they're just that good. They have great chemistry, and the match was a lot of fun. Again, though, breaking the trophy. I mean, he done it so seamlessly. It was so perfect, like the way it just split into two directions when he jumped in the middle of it. The post match stuff was great. Um, ELP putting on the shirt and actually putting the dummy pacifier in his mouth and sitting there pouting. Like, fair play to him. It, it was great. It was great comedy stuff. And then, I mean, he doesn't look like a goof. I mean, he looked like a goof at the moment, but that's destroying the trophy. Yeah, he still walks out like a, a dickhead heel. Um, yes. He, he, yeah, he's not lost any face. Uh, God damn, this next, ma- next match fucking ruled. I, wow, I, man. I went and uh, after I told you it was a fucking banger of a show, then I had to run errands with the wife, and I came back and I watched this match again before... Oh. Before we uh, before we recorded, Jesus man, Okada like loves fighting huge guys, right? Like you watch an Okada match. What's the first five ten minutes? It's kind of uh, ring working on the mat, you know, slow methodical. He fights a big guy, and he's like, "Let's fucking go!" Yeah, like, man. Just him charges in head first. Him and Archer at the G one. Him and exactly. Jonah at the G one. Like, like he fucking loves fighting big motherfuckers. Um, and goddamn, like. You know, Jonah deserves all the credit in the world for this match as well because he's doing cool shit like the bar, the running uh, shoulder tackle off the apron to Okada on the floor, like just fucking sent Okada flying. Uh, God damn, like it, it, it was fantastic. Like this was my match of the night. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It was it was a great match. And then that sequence where he, Okada goes for that first Rainmaker and Jonah ducks it and he drops him on his fucking head. I've got to know, like, I've tweeted Jonah. I, he's obviously not responding, but it was that a direct throwback to Inoki Invader. It's got to be, right? That was be. just too perfect. Like, ugh. And that, then the, 
the lariat after as well. Jesus, man. Wow. That whole sequence just, just turned, turned it up and Okada getting him up and slamming him. Mm-hmm. Like it was the, so fucking good. The landslide into the rainmaker finish was fucking tremendous. Like, yeah, it was great. And you know, it just under 20 minutes as well. Like it's digestible and it was just pretty much let's fucking go. Like it, it was fantastic. It was great. And then even post-match, like Jonah's like, we're one and one now. Like, yeah. And the little, you know, mutual respect of a quick handshake and stuff. Cause you know, Jonah might be, you know, he's not necessarily a bad guy. He's not a good guy, but you know, he, earned, he, he, he obviously Okada earned his respect. Yeah. And that's Jonah's first pinfall loss. Yeah, that's huge. Like, you know, in the G1, he only lost five countouts and stuff. They they made that very apparent and obvious. But, you know, Okada's off to the races now. He's on his way to Tokyo now. Yeah, and if you want to run this back in, in February as Okada's first defense against Jonah. And then March and then April and then May and then June. <laughs> fucking. I'm here for it, man. I am here for it. This was fucking great. And Jonah really is a, is a great addition to New Japan Pro Wrestling. He had a oh. good... He had a great G1, and this is hopefully this is just the beginning, man. Yeah, yeah. Like some of his G1 was here and miss. Like certainly his stuff with Okada has been leagues above with everyone else. But if he can just find that right bit with the other wrestlers, the other the remaining guys at the roster, like you got to think with Triple H bringing back all his uh, his darlings, uh, that Jonah's probably got on a text or a phone call, and I hope he sticks around because man, he he has been dynamite since he joined. Yeah, he's on a, another level. Even his stuff when he was an impact before he ended up there, like his stuff with Josh Alexander was fucking fantastic. Yeah, no, he he he's great. Like you know, if he go, if he goes back to WWE, fair enough, you know. But I, I hope he sticks around in New Japan. Um, so main event, Tamatonga challenging Jay White. Did you at any point think Tamatonga was going to win this while she was watching? Did you buy it? No, no, right, no. You didn't was, buy it on the you didn't buy was, it on the gunstone. Come I on, because ah. that just doesn't make any. I just, I don't see it, man. Caught up in the moment, though. Like, no Look, one gets out of Gunstone. I loved it. I loved it. But I got my fucking King Switch shirt on. I know. I know what's inevitable. If Jay White walks out of Wrestle Kingdom 17 I, as the champion, I'll be fucking surprised. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, that's got to be, that's a death sentence right there, right? I know the story they're writing, the story they're telling. And I'm okay. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. And I thought Tamatanga deserved this shot. I uh, thought... I thought this match was awesome. Do you know, it was so aggravating is, you know, I've said it before, when AEW came around, New Japan lost a lot of its Western fan base because people watched it for the Omegas, for the Bucks. They went to AEW. That's totally fine because they like AEW more. But they, they, you know, people still think of New Japan from 2019, 2018, when Thomas Hong was part of Bullet Club, when he was part of teaming with Tangaloa and having eh, not great tag matches. But when they came back during the pandemic, Tangaloa and Tamatonga, they just felt refreshed, renewed, like Tamatonga was just raring to go. They had a great World Tag League. They won the titles for the first time at Wrestle Kingdom. That was amazing. And then Tamatonga goes on this singles run. His G1 last year was amazing. He had to stand out a match with Okada, like probably my match of the tournament last year. Like the way that Tamatonga has gone from this mid-card tag team guy that no one really cared about to being a legitimate main eventer in Rio Goku. So the Japanese audience fucking loving him and him being a top-notch performer. Like, bravo to him, man. Like, wow. Yeah, no, absolutely. This was an unbelievable showing. Um, I saw on Facebook over the weekend, 
uh, someone had taken the picture of Tama holding up the title from Burning Spirit, mm-hmm. and they just like capped it, like "Do it, cowards!" <laughs> it would have been interesting. It would have been nuts, dude. It would have. <laughs> I just, I don't want, I don't like um, for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, and even when it was the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, I don't want to see a triple threat. No. No, you know, no. and I think that would have been it would have been a great trust me. It would have been a great moment. I would have popped for it. I would have loved it if Tomatonga had won the world champion beating Jay beating Jay White and the story that with Okada and Jay White going into. I don't want to I don't want a triple threat, though. I hate fucking triple threats, especially for titles, uh, especially in your biggest show of the year and what Wrestle Kingdom has become. Give me Jay and Okada. You know, uh, I think Tama. Definitely had an unbelievable showing, and I think he's a main event player now. And I think you're going to see mm-hmm. him up there with, with Naito and look, Tomatonga Osprey. Let's let's run it. Let's see oh, what happens. Wow, Maybe, yeah, you know, Jesus, if he can if he can get past uh, Naito, you know, or even Naito Tama, like the, the possible another main event player in New Japan Pro Wrestling is not a bad thing. No, yeah, and he's certainly up there. Like you, you've put out two matches that would absolutely be killer. There. Um, but yeah, we've got our first official match now set for Wrestle Kingdom 17. We all knew it was going to happen, but it's nice to have it official. But yeah, it's hard to imagine in a show that they're using to celebrate Antonio Inoki, uh, Jay White leaving that main event with the title. Uh, but in long time, it does sow the seeds for Jay White because he will still not have that main event win. Uh, it's one of the few things that elude him. Um, you know, the... And the, the the great thing is with Jay White is I don't want it to happen soon, anytime soon. But when they decide to, Jay White can be a monster baby face for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Because yeah, the crowd, it's... you know, he's got the crowd in the palm of his hands and he could switch it and he could make them absolutely love him. Like, you know, he keeps on coming so close but missing. Um, I, it should not happen anytime soon. I, I Not for many, many fucking years. But if they decide to, yeah, Jay White could be, you know, the, their biggest baby face by and large. Can, can we just talk? He cuts a promo after the match where he is is spending a lot of time praising Tama, and then uh-huh. uh, somewhere in there he just turns it into a self congratulatory speech for himself. It's so he's so fucking good. He's so good. It's he's so, so good. good. He even says it during the match, doesn't he? He like turns to the camera and he's like, "I'm so good. I'm so good." <laughs> um, did you see his backstage comments as well? He's like trying to get Oiwa to have a beer. Um, and I was like, no, no, I can't, and everything. And then he finishes his comments, and he starts sticking uh, beers in Oiwa's pocket. He makes like Oiwa like hold out his shirt so that he can stick all the beers on Oiwa's shirt. And then whilst Oiwa's got no hands free, and he's holding the, all these beers, Jay like puts a little bit of beer in his mouth, and he has a drink in the end. Um, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, no, Jay, Jay, so he's such a little fucking menace. Uh, he's the best. Yeah, Declaration of Power. What a fucking show. Top to bottom. Like, you know, there was there was just stuff happening left, right, and center. Like, it's like one of the uh, most eventful shows of the year. Probably the most eventful show of the year. I would say so. So far, yes. I think, and again, I said it before, I think this puts New Japan on track. We're, we're gearing up for Wrestle Kingdom 17, and, and these next couple months are going to be super exciting. Yeah. Uh, well, we got Battle Autumn, like we said. Then you're into World Tag League, Super Junior Tag League. Then we're at the big Wrestle Kingdom. Well, we have uh, that, that joint show with Stardom too, right? Oh, we're fucking hell, yeah, man. There's so, there's, there's so much to look forward to, man. Yeah. Um, it's really kicked into gear. Like, you had this brief lull. And thank you, New Japan, for taking a lull whilst I was away. I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's fucking go. <laughs>
New Japan in his fucking back pocket. This guy. If I did, I would be able to give. They um they kind of mentioned it too during um during a dangerous techers match. Yuji Nagata introduced uh Oleg. Oleg. Um and I guess he is a, from the Kazakhstan amateur wrestling team. He's a brute of a, a young man. Yeah, he's been uh, like with New Japan for a long time. Like working with Nagata as an amateur wrestler and doing this like Olympic style stuff. Um but yeah, he looks yeah, he's a beast. Like yeah, they they uh they kind of teased uh and, and this might this might be just New Japan doing their storytelling where this will come back in four years, uh after uh Zach had pinned uh Bad Dude Tito as he was leaving, they they mentioned on commentary that that Bolton and and Zach kind of had a stare at each other. I mean, if even if they not weren't planning that, New Japan will use that. Oh, hundred you know? percent. Like yeah. how much footage is there of like you know a young lion Okada, like you know putting a strap around Tanahashi's waist when he was a young lion or something like that. They've then used as in video packages and stuff. Like they're they're not they're not uh, silly. Like you know they're. The great thing about having these young lions ringside is that they do have all these interactions, and then in the years to come, when they're big main star players and they're up against the current main star players, you've got all this history there that you didn't know you had. That's beautiful, and they never mention; they very rarely mention the young lions at ringside. So to have them do this uh, during the show, I thought it was uh-huh. just to bring up uh, as we pull this train into the station. Yeah, no, they're clearly planning on big things for him, and uh, it sounds like he may be like kind of diverting away from the usual young line path like maybe he's on a fast track instead um it, it's gonna be interesting to see it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with all these guys uh as we get to wrestle kingdom 17 yeah this is i i you know i i love the fact it's back to one night yeah. one night but also i have like nightmares of wrestle kingdom 13 like <laughs> if you look at the match card and how long matches went for like, I was in Tokyo Dome for that. I'd done Wrestle Kingdom 12, 13, 14, back to back to back. Uh, and I was with a friend who wanted to go to Japan more than he gave a fuck about wrestling. He came to Wrestle Kingdom 13. Uh, and I was like, you know, Kushida Ishimori. I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Get ready for this match. Oh, it's going to be fucking great. And they went for like 12 minutes. Yep. You know, if I'm something like that. And I was so disappointed. Um, you know, I think the junior tag match went for like six or eight minutes. Um, uh, six minutes, 50 seconds. You know what I mean? And I, it, I was so disappointed because they had so much to get in because there were so many titles. And then, you know, Kenny and Tanahashi saved the day. They went like, you know, 35, 40 minutes, whatever they did. Um, but yeah, I, I was just quite disappointed that all these matches I was excited for just got such a little time. Like, yeah, that's the one where Jay White beat Okada in like 13 minutes. Yeah, 14 minutes, 18 seconds. And Jay uses that as a story point. Like, you know, yes, I beat Jay, I beat Okada in. Uh, Tokyo Dome in less than 15 minutes like you know as Master Forge J.O.Y. is but as a fan I was like quite disappointed in that match being there live because it was such a big match and I was like you know let's go and then it's kind of done before it gets going yeah so, they really they really jammed a bunch of shit into the show huh? yeah hopefully Wrestle Kingdom 17 you know I don't want guys to miss out on the card of course but hopefully we get you know it, it, it's more spaced out and it's better well like, look what we, uh, we have done a the never six man is probably not that'll probably be like a battle autumn main event. Uh-huh. Uh we there won't be a British heavyweight championship match probably. Oh, okay, Jay's got that title, which I should mention actually. Great O'Conn is likely coming over to challenge for that. Uh, 
my fellow Rev Pro and UK fans, um, come support Great O'Connor against our own British person. <laughs> um, we've done it. We don't have an Intercontinental or a Heavyweight Championship. They've merged those, so that's one less match there. Mm-hmm. Um, your US title. So you, you're probably looking at. I don't know your, your junior, your tag. Do we need a U.S. title match at? at yeah, one hundred percent. And that's either going to be Osprey or Naito holding that title. Oh, you know what? I was thinking never open weight. Like if even if Carl Anson's got no. Well, if he even if it's Hikuleo, like you could do that the night after, right? You could do it at yeah. the mystery show. Maybe. There's just a lot of a lot of names to get on this card as well. You've got the returning Renderita now. You know, like is Shibata able? Is Shibata involved at all? You know, because if so, put him in the main event and just yeah, like wrestle for an hour, please. Where's Kenta? What's Kenta doing? Yeah, that's what I mean. There's so many. Their, their roster's so stacked. You know, and it's like, should the strong title get to make an appearance in Japan? Fred Rosser's busting his ass, as was Tom Lawler. You know, they should they get a spotlight in the Tokyo Dome? That's a you know what? That's all fair points. All fair points. There's going to be a lot of people in the New York area with broken hearts when uh, Jay White beats the dog shit out of Eddie Kingston. Yes, uh, yeah. Right, right in time for Halloween. They're doing the, the night before is a mystery show, isn't it? And then the, they're doing the Halloween show itself as well. Uh, stardom talent included. Uh, I'm very jealous. Well, you know, I uh, didn't know if I could take off and I couldn't get tickets. So, ah. fuck my life. Uh, well, can you not get them secondhand or something? Uh, we'll see. We'll see what I might. I might try and go to the Thursday night. Uh, the Thursday night show. The mystery one will be really cool. I'm sure because there's definitely gonna they'll, they'll have people. You'd hope they have people that aren't gonna be there the second night or that night. Just you know because they can have whoever the fuck they want. Right. Yeah. I did. Uh. Oh, you know why? Because. Uh. Also, I'm a fancy man now. You know, you had your little excursions over here. I know it's not New Japan related so much, but Full Gear is gonna be in Nork. New Jersey over here, very close to us in AEW. So, right. uh, Millionaire Matt shelled out for a suite. Wow. Buddha. So, we have a suite for the pay per view. That Shining Wizards is paying good. I ain't the Shining Wizards. Look <laughs> that right now. <laughs> so, that's there. You fucking rub shoulders, everybody in New Japan. I gave money to Cocaine Tony Khan, allegedly. I mean, I had to pay to meet all these guys as well, other than, you know, my venture to the LA Dojo. Um, but yeah, we, you, uh, you support AEW, even though New Japan is your main promotion. You give all them your money and I'll, I'll take care of New Japan for the both of us. I mean, just don't run a show on Halloween weekend, man. I run a food truck. It's been uh, the last busy weekend of the year. Must, that must be a good time for you. It's or, literally or the bad. Last busy, it's the last busy weekend of the year. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun time for New Japan. We had a great show. You know, we got a press conference that would have happened by the time this airs. And then, yeah, lots and lots of looks forward to. And uh, we'll be back on a regular basis now, more so, uh, at least once a month, if not more often, I, I would imagine. I hope so. There's going to be a lot to cover, especially during the, the World Tag League and the Junior mm-hmm. Tag League. There's, there's It's Wrestle Kingdom season, man. We're going to have to get all fired up for this. And... We should probably pull our fingers out. Maybe try to get a special guest in for uh, Wrestle Kingdom time, whether we do a preview or a review. Well, we'll we'll, we'll do both, but let's try. It. We'll, we'll we'll try pull pull our connections together and see what we can do. I think we could pull something off. Uh huh. So do I. I've got yeah. some ideas. Oh, I, you're a, well. You're fucking. 
You might as well be the the UK ambassador of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'll, I'll, I'll call Jay White now. Hang on, let's see what he says. Son of a bitch! I bet you <laughs> do have his phone number, you motherfucker. <laughs> you guys are probably texting about fucking rom coms and all sorts of non wrestling. Really, you're gonna be fucking. <laughs> yes, this in my craw. If he shows, if he goes to your fucking wedding, we're done. Could you imagine? I, I'll send an invite. I'll send, I'll invite everyone on the new Japan roster and just see what happens. You son of a bitch! I'll get I bet you at least one. At least one or two people show up. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I think so? No, absolutely not. Why not? They're wrestlers. It's free. Yeah, good point. Free food, free drink. There you go. I'll let, them, I'll, I'll let them body slam me for a table. You wouldn't be mad if you opened up a card and or a couple of free tickets, right? Some comp tickets? Hell no. No. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good point, actually. I should start sending those invites now just for the comp tickets. Right. It'd be like, if you if you can't come, you could just comp me. Or if you don't want to come, you know. You I go. understand. Just send me free tickets. There you go. Free gear, free merch. He looks like a medium. That's very kind. I am a very small person. <laughs> You're a small <laughs> I'm an English small, which is probably like an American extra small. <laughs> well, I'm a yes, I'm an American large. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not. I'm an extra large. I'm a small. I'm a small, small dude. This Millie, this my Millie McKenzie shirts are small, but it fits me snug. Do you, uh, what's uh, all the hubbub over there? How is the American football over there in the UK? Would you, I don't follow American football. What? Well, it was there this weekend, the last two weekends. Got, yeah. Well, I mean, last weekend I was at Royal Quest, and the weekend just gone. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know um, if it like, takes over like the news cycle. No, I mean, to be honest, like I don't turn on the TV. You know, I just watch like Netflix and stuff like that. Um, right. Yeah, no, I, I don't keep up with American football. I keep up with soccer, football, my team. Right. Um. But yeah, I had no idea we had the NFL over. Oh yeah, they were there for two weeks. Uh, I mean, I've been to a couple of games when they've come over in years past. Um, okay. Just fucking super long, and I don't think I stayed till the end. All right, I was just curious. I didn't know if it like took over. Baseball like... was more fun. I enjoyed going to the Dodgers game. My man, baseball. Was... See, I've never been to Dodger Stadium. I, I it, was, it was. I mean, I've never been to a baseball stadium before, so you know, I can't compare. But it was really nice. It was a beautiful stadium. Uh, Dodger Dog was really nice. Uh, very expensive. Um, got myself a LA hat to go with my Cubs hat because I did. I did go to Wrigley Field, but it was during off season, so I got to see Wrigley Field, and that was it. All right, all right. They do like um, in the future if you find yourself in a city uh, during the off season. They do some of the stadiums do offer tours. Wrigley Field did not offer tours during the off season. Those sons of bitches. I know, I know. I was so guided. Uh, I assume that would be the best time. They ain't got to worry about fucking, you know, the pitch, the players, any yeah, you know, like extra money. That's yeah. my baseball's my thing. So me and my wife do like we do like baseball road trips. So yeah, no Dodger Stadium. I really, I mean, it it was cool. It was a fucking nightmare to drive there. Fuck LA and traffic. Like I've heard, you've heard, you hear the stories. No matter where you're from, like you know, UK, London here, you know. You hear the stories about LA traffic. You're like, how bad can it be? Traffic's traffic. How, I don't understand how it's why it's so much worse. But it was the most awful thing. <laughs> we're, for, we're at our hotel. We say, okay, let's go to the Dodgers game. It says it's a 45 minute drive, and two hours later, we finally got there. That's rough. And then on the way home, it was a breeze. We got back to the hotel in 45 minutes, like it said. I, 
fuck LA like in terms of traffic like <laughs> you think House of Torture is bad like try sitting in LA traffic okay would you rather sit in LA traffic for two hours or watch two hours worth of House of Torture matches <laughs> <laughs> uh, two hours worth of house torture matches. There's some house torture out there that I like. Wow! Wow! All right. So LA traffic, two thumbs down. Uh huh. Yeah, two two big thumbs down. You're fucking Beat Street. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we are the Bread Club. We're available at Fightful Overbook, FightfulOverbook.com, Fightful.com. Uh, that over there, this handsome uh, svelte man is kieran at kieran rh 93 on twitter he's also doing wrestling at wrestling and he hosts the noob japan podcast uh how did our can am i was about to say we need to plug that shit i finally had uh i finally had matt on the noob japan podcast he was went for a fucking deep dive i was like matt who do you want to talk about and he was like can express and i was like okay let's fucking go i don't know anything about him that's the whole point of the podcast you know i I got someone wants to talk about Kojima. Someone wants to talk about Takayama. You know, I got guys who want to talk about Joshi guys. And Matt was like, fuck no. Can I express? How did it do? I won't lie. I've not looked. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I try not to get too, too interested in all that shit. Um, but I know I've got a really good following on Noob Japan and on, none of my episodes do badly. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, no, it's doing great. Awesome. Um, it's doing great. Uh, yeah, um, at Wrestle In, Wrestle I Double N. Uh, like I said, at the top, recorded an episode with an, about Antonio Inoki, which I'm very excited to drop, uh, cut dropping in the next uh, week. Um, yeah, at Kieran RH93 on Twitter, I'm posting as much uh, new new Japan content as I can every day. Uh, and most importantly, you should follow Matt at Wizards Podcast on Twitter. Uh, they're live every single Monday. They got guests. Lord, you just had PCO on, right? How was that? We did just have PCO on. It was great. He is a, a he should be a national treasure. <laughs> yeah. We also had for all you New Japan people out there, if you're interested, Clark Connors a couple weeks ago, just as he'd moved into um, his brand new uh, digs in Arizona, and he definitely told a shitting his pants story in his backyard uh, to us, like while his neighbor was like in the other yard, like doing something. <laughs> Wow. So uh, I, texted, I sent him a message afterwards, like, dude, that was awesome. He's like, it was a blast. He's like, definitely an interesting way for my neighbors to meet me as I <laughs> pants shitting story in my backyard. I mean, geez, if that's not the best advert to go and check out the Shining Wizard podcast to hear about Clark Connors, you know, uh, what was the fucking, the Lions Break Crown Trophy winner in New Japan Strong, best of Super Juniors entrance, shitting his pants, you know? So, uh, yeah, you're go gonna check out Shining Wizards. Yeah, if you, uh, I don't know, if you want dick jokes and, and stupid shit, check out The Shining Wizards. We have a lot of fun. Our guests have a lot of fun. It's definitely not your, your traditional wrestling podcast. Traditional wrestling podcasts suck. Go check out Shining Wizards. Well, I think that's the beauty of it, because we talk to these guys, and then afterwards, everyone is like, you guys have a great show. Like, I'm not going to, we don't really like, obviously, like Clark Connors, I'm like, tell me about Shibata, because he's a legend, but it's not like, what fucking rinky-dink wrestling school did you go to like do we don't have that conversation don't ask the questions that have been asked a million fucking times before exactly i have i make a point to ask every single professional wrestler when was the last time they shit their pants <laughs> that's what sets the you know the fucking the main eventers from the mid card and lower card it really does, man. questions Look, and you could tell, man, some people are like having a great time and you ask the question 
and it definitely like catches them off guard. And then other like Clark Connors. But hell yeah, I remember that. It was like yesterday. Yeah, they all they're you know, there's guys who are like having a good time and they're into it, so you know, or they or they don't know, you know, or they didn't, but somebody else did and they were in the ring with them. Like it's just oh, no. we just have great it's it's great, you know, it's not all wrestling. I think we had like Izzy James is an independent guy, and we talked about music and video games with him. Like, it always comes back to wrestling, but there's a lot of, of shit that we cover. So, that's the best uh, shit. Yeah, uh, check it out. At Wizards Podcast on the Twitter machines. Yeah, 11 years in about a month and a half. Fucking hell. It's uh, halfway to being like able to, well, more than halfway to be. No, wait, you guys are stu- Can you not drink till you're 21 in America? Correct. What a stupid country. That's like, I mean, people don't wait till they're 21. No, of course not. But, yeah, you know, at all, about halfway to being able to legally drink in America. Then. Yeah, well, we don't know how to have, like, nice things. So, like, people, <laughs> think, like, they, they drink underage and then they get in the car and kill somebody. So that's why it's a law now. Well, that was a, that's a nice way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean, would you rather get hit by a drunk driver or watch <laughs> hours worth of <laughs> torture matches? Oh, we need to cut it. We, we need to finish this before we get banned from Fightful Overbooked. Don't ban us, Fightful Overbooked. We're getting fucking sick paydays from Fightful, so we're getting good numbers as well. Thanks, Kevin Kelly, again for joining us for that last one. It was a blast. Oh, me and Kevin Kelly today are having a rough day. I'm just gonna put that out there now. Baseball related. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had a very I had a very shitty American sports day yesterday. My football team lost and my baseball team got eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, but your wrestling team won. Jay White won. So Jay know, White did win. It was swings, swings and roundabouts. Uh we'll be back, I guess, in a couple weeks, right? We got a lot mm-hmm. to talk about now. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll be back. So that's exciting. Remember, follow Kieran on social media at Kieran R H ninety three at wrestling. Uh follow me. Matt, I'm just going to let the scrolly thing go by because I have one for myself. That shouldn't be an apostrophe in a word host. Did I put an apostrophe? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to fix that right now. I'm going to quickly show this off while you're fixing. Yeah, what is it? It's very, uh, it's very light. shiny. There we go. Is that uh, the, that's that Desperado picture. Yeah, so at uh, Shining Wizard D's, you got a very similar name. Uh, Matt Charlton, brother of Chris Charlton, author and illustrator extraordinaire. Drew that picture of El Desperado, and I bought it a while back, and I got El Desperado to sign it last weekend. That's fantastic. Uh, and, of course, I am on the Twitter at Wizards Podcast uh, every Monday night. You can check us out. Uh, wrestling guests, wrestling conversation, good times. Uh, and, of course, FightfulOverbook.com. Uh, fightful.com rate review subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for the bread club for a wrestle in for the wizards podcast uh it all helps the algorithm at the end of the day uh and it'll get like-minded people to maybe check out uh, a new wrestling podcast and show so everybody wins mm-hmm. yeah uh we don't have a hand symbol yet uh you know i've i've done lots of crowns up doing the crowns up on space mountain is very difficult um in disney uh, but yeah, we when the next step in the bread club uh, saga is to finish figure out our bread hand symbol. Yeah, we got uh, we got a logo now, and then we have an overlay and music. As we, we don't, I'm not just going to cut it now, Kieran. We can uh, play ourselves out. Yes, well, let's play that. All right.
It's been another episode of the Bread Club. And we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Are you ready for the overlay?